This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. You're listening to the Kiss My Art Show with Amy on Joy 94.9. The time is one minute past the hour of nine. Thank you so much to the team at Femme Fatale for another fantastic show. I am super excited about Kiss My Arts tonight because right here in the Joy Studios, I am surrounded by some of Melbourne's most talented musicians. Two separate artists, two different musical styles, two new studio releases in one incredible show. We have the wonderfully sassy and irresistibly gorgeous Maxi, whose trademark chilled electronic and vocally layered pop will infect you with its grooves and catchy soul-like melodies. Having trained in musical theatre as a child, Maxie was destined for the stage and destined for greatness. Our other guest tonight is a craftsman of music who is not only a master of many instruments, but is also an incredible songwriter, a talented producer and experienced music engineer. His skills are many and I am sure that if he had lived in the 1800s, he would have been Beethoven. Yen from Mechanical Pterodactyl is the mastermind of this new Melbourne outfit and his music has been described as folktronica. What is all that about? Two artists who I would bet my last dollar on are the next big thing in music. Hear them first and hear them live right here on Kiss My Arts tonight on Joy 94.9. To get us grooving, here's a track from Maxie's latest release. This one's called For Me and, lovely listeners, it's just for you. Right here on Joy 94.9. Hey, this is Jack from Bombay Bicycle Club, and you're listening to Kiss My Arts on Joy 94.9. You're on the Kiss My Art Show with Amy on Joy 94.9. The time is six minutes past the hour of nine. That was a fantastically funky track from Maxi's latest EP, Hot Off the Press, only a few weeks ago. Her music has enormous soul, and I can't wait to hear more about Maxi and her new EP from the Lady of Groove herself. But first, Yen and Mechanical Pterodactyl. Mechanical Pterodactyl was built by multi-instrumentalist, producer and arranger Yen, joined at times by a six-piece band of regular collaborators. Drawing on influences such as Muse, Bonnie Ver, Radiohead and James Blake, Mechanical Pterodactyl influ- influences flavour. There you go, that's interesting. From many different inspirations whilst maintaining a brilliantly well-crafted and unique machine and, in the process, creating a genre all of its own, Folktronica. On a first listen to Mechanical Pterodactyl's latest album, Watercolours, there is absolutely no doubt of the talent and mastery of the man behind it all. 
Yen has been a producer and working musician for 10 years, most notably as drummer for live hip-hop act Casual Projects and contemporary bluegrass act Mustard Courage. Yen has also produced albums and tracks for many top-class artists and to add to his long list of achievements, majored in jazz drumming at the Australian National University and also studied audio engineering at RMIT. Oh my goodness, Yen, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for having me here. Well, thank you for being here. Oh, sharing the <laughs> I'm love. I'm quite embarrassed by that whole intro, i got to say. How do you feel about having your bio read out like that uh, on radio? I don't know. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little intimidated now that, that people won't... <laughs> I don't know, they're expecting a lot of me or something, but <laughs> well, it's very kind of Well, Yen, you've, had, um, you, you've been working as a musician for 10 years in many different areas, as an instrumentalist, as a producer, as an engineer. Uh, w- what inspired you to create Mechanical Pterodactyl and what exactly is Mechanical Pterodactyl? Um, so Mechanical Pterodactyl is really my little project to be a control freak. Um, <laughs> Like, I studied um, jazz drumming, as you said, and was mostly a drummer and a sideman for a lot of different bands over the years. Um, and I guess during that time, I was writing a lot of songs and had a lot of ideas of, of where I wanted to take songs and, and, and what kind of music I wanted to make and wasn't always able to do that with the bands I was in. So this kind of became me just... Yeah, telling other people what to do, writing my own songs and playing a lot of the instruments myself and just being a control freak, I suppose. Because the album has an enormous range of influences, obviously, and an enormous amount of uh, different styles. And um, it's it's an incredible listen. It really is a a well-produced and well-written album. Where does all of those, where do all those diverse styles come from? Were you, obviously you've got a jazz drumming background, so there's this mm. jazz influence. Where, where does all that come from? Um, I suppose, I suppose often when I'm writing a song, it'll, it'll come from another specific song. Like I'll hear a song that maybe has an arrangement idea or a, a production idea or something that really inspires me. So I think, oh, I want to write something like that. And it so happens that, I don't know, I listen to several different kinds of music or I'll go and see a, a gig, whether you know that might be a contemporary jazz gig or it might be a hip-hop gig or it might be a folk gig, um, and that'll inspire me. So I guess the songs end up being kind of varied in that respect, that, yeah, they're, they're all stealing from, from different people. So. Mm-hmm. And you actually produced and mixed the album That's right, yourself? Yeah. yeah. Wow, a man of many talents. Well, thank you. And, thank um, you. and you've... You've got a collection of musicians that you've drawn upon um, for various different songs, and we've got Jenny here in the studio right. who's going to be doing some backing vocals. Yep, she has a very lovely voice. She does indeed, and she does feature on the album as well. Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned that you you play you've pretty much played all the instruments on the album. Yourself. Yeah. So when we were recording, um, again, me being a control freak, I decided to play all the drum parts myself. So that's how we kind of started everything. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of some of the songs were fully written, and some were only half written. Um, but I went for a day in Newmarket Studio, uh, where I also work as an assistant, and just spent a day putting down the drums myself. Um, and then from there, sort of built everything else up. And it was only when I got, got to instruments that I couldn't play, like violin or saxophone <laughs> or things like that, or I don't have a particularly effeminate voice, or arguably not that effeminate. So that's where I needed Jenny on board. Um, so, yes, I brought people in to, to do those things that I couldn't really mm. do myself. Mm. 
I mentioned earlier in um, Maxie's bio that she had a background in musical theatre and um, obviously got into music through that avenue. Where did it all begin for you? Um, for me, it was it was Year Seven concert band. Um, where you I, just told that to the world. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I'm very proud of my my time in in the concert band. Oh, I did go on band camp band. when I was a kid. Uh huh. Yeah, good times. Um, actually, yeah, both my older brothers. Um, when they went through the band program at our school, they got given trombone. And uh, when I got to be old enough to be in the band, they told me, don't do trombone. It's the worst instrument. Uh, you should do drums because drums is cool. So um, so I told the teachers I wanted to do drums and I got drums. And that's why I still play music and my older brothers don't. Um, fantastic. So, um, so I, guess, I guess it was a bit of an organic process then from, from drumming into say guitar um keyboard because you also on the album um you you play synthesizers and you actually program a lot of the um more electronic side yeah 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 Yeah. i mean i think a lot of that came from just listening to a lot of hip-hop and also because you were as we mentioned a drummer for yeah yeah i spent casual project yeah probably my longest running band was a it was a live hip-hop band but um yeah, I was listening to a lot of a lot of hip hop and and still do mm-hmm. and still love all the production on that stuff and I think as far as drum sounds and stuff go it's it's hard to beat a lot of what happens on hip hop records. Mm. I'd love to delve a little bit more into the album itself, but we'll just take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're also going to be treated to a beautiful live acoustic gem of one of Yen's songs. So make sure you stay tuned. You're on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. You're on the Kiss My Art Show with Amy on Joy 94.9. The time is 14 minutes past nine. I have the pleasure of having Yen, who is the mastermind and frontman of Mechanical Pterodactyl in the studio with me, talking about his music and his latest studio release, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful album called Watercolours. Now, I'd like to talk talk with you again a little bit more about the album itself, um, the process of writing it, um, the the highs, the lows, how it all got put together and um, the metre of the album. Sure. Take it away. Um, well, I suppose um, a lot of them, a lot of the songs were, were breakup songs, which I know is a very big cliche in pop music, but... Um, I suppose that was that was a initial inspiration for some, but like I was saying, when uh, when I started recording the album, I hadn't necessarily finished writing all the songs, um, so I was I don't know. A lot of them came together, kind of through the process of production, as much as there. Were, I mean, I'd say it was about fifty fifty. Half of them were were written on a guitar and mm-hmm. and then layered up from there, but some were kind of layered up and then had vocals put in after. And they were all written by you. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, so you would start with sort of a skeleton and and build up from there, perform the instruments that you could play, and then when the violin part came in, you you got yeah, someone else. Yeah, yeah. Well, studio. I mean, I, like I always I always write from melody rather than lyrics. Mm-hmm. I know other songwriters that that will write from lyrics, but often for me the lyrics are the last thing I'll I'll put on there. Um, so often I'll I'll have a melody and then start thinking about the arrangement and the groove and and mm-hmm. all the different parts and i think lyrics for me is what i struggle with the most which is again why it, it always seems to come at the last minute <laughs> um and a couple of the songs were, were basically fully recorded except for the vocals because i hadn't finished writing the words 
um, up until the very last minute. But yeah, it took took about a year to put it together, yeah. um, which was mostly just me kind of sitting in my bedroom trying out stuff, which was a real luxury because um, you know if you if you're paying another producer to do that for you you're paying them by the hour or by the track or whatever it get quite expensive exactly yeah but when you're the producer you can spend hours and hours finding a sound and then realizing that you hate it and deleting it um but you know through that you find some really great stuff so you've got um guitar in hand yes um and jenny's going to s- Shuffle over to the mic. Um, I'll turn you on. Hello, Jenny. Hi. <laughs> Jenny's been sitting there patiently waiting. Um, so you are... This is one of the tracks off the, the album. Now, just as a, a warning for the listeners, this track is incredibly textured on the album. There's a lot going on. And I'm very interested to, to hear how you are going to strip this down into a, literally two voices and a guitar. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. This one's called Watercolours, and I think it's track number one. Yes, from, it's the, from the opening album. and title track from the, the opening record. and title track. Do you want to say anything about it before you start, or uh, um, no, not not really. I think we should just play it. Launch in. All right. Breathe a 
94.9. You've just been listening to Yen and Jenny from Melbourne's Mechanical Pterodactyl performing their track Watercolours, which is off Yen's brand new album. So make sure you check it out. Mechanicalpterodactyl.com, I believe, will take you to the place you need to, to be to check out more from them. Uh, we are going to shuffle seats around because we have uh, Maxie in the studio as well. We'll uh, hear more from Yen and uh, Mechanical Pterodactyl later in the show. But uh, we're going to do a little switcheroo. We are, we've got musicians in the studio surrounded by musicians. This is fantastic. Thank you so much, Yen, and thank you, Jenny. Maxie. Hi, Amy. Hi. Maxie is Melbourne's Lady of Groove. Her sassy style will take your ears on a musical journey you won't regret. Now, as much as she doesn't want me to tell you this, Maxie trained in musical theatre as a child. Collaborations with other artists uh, while she was a teenager allowed her to experiment with other genres and hone her craft. Maxie has graced some of the largest local festivals uh, festival stages, including Good Vibrations, Park Life and Hot Barbecue, all by the age of 21. Maxie has been busy recruiting Melbourne's finest only a few weeks ago, releasing her irresistible debut EP. Here in the studio with us tonight is the lovely Maxie. It's a pleasure to have you Thanks on the show. Me. I'll just turn Very. you up so I can hear you. <laughs> um, so you've always been a performer growing up, doing musical theatre. Mm. I know you don't want me to tell that, but uh, <laughs> there you go. Is that where it all began for you musically, on the stage? or? Pro- Probably technically, although according to my parents, there was a bit of a karaoke number when I was 12 on a Queensland family holiday that they think sparked the music uh, uh, That was the, the moment stuff. that yeah. they went, right, she's going to be a performer. That's the one. <laughs> um, so, okay, how did you, um, how did you end up as a, as a solo, solo artist? You've collaborated a lot um, throughout your teenage years with various DJs, producers, artists. Here you are. You've just released your debut EP, which is beautiful, by the way. And we're going to be treated to uh, a couple of live versions of that tonight. How did that that process of of um, getting to here happen? I, I think if I tell someone, if I was to say it took forever, and I'm only 23, it feels like it did take a long time to get to to this point. I guess I did start in musical theatre, and when you're doing musical theatre and you're working in a group, you're not really thinking. I, I wasn't thinking about making my own kind of music or putting my own spin on something. It was more about performing with other 
people and other people's stuff. And then I sort of did a bit of a travel after school mm-hmm. by myself and came back to Melbourne. And I thought, oh, I don't know if I really want to go to university. <laughs> really? Creative arts doesn't it's totally sound overrated. Ex- doesn't really sound that exciting <laughs> in comparison to the Greek islands. Maybe, maybe I'll just try doing some music and I'll give myself a year. And if a year's time it's not working, then I'll go to the university. And uh, three years later, I'm still putting it off. So successfully putting off the university every year is a little weird. So there. essentially, <laughs> your your music writing is procrastination. Yes, that's correct. Wow, procrastination is the, the only procrastination just to avoid university. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, great procrastination because I can tell you, I've, I've um, listened to your EP a few times now and it is absolutely gorgeous. And can I say, a little bit unexpected to oh. what I thought. It cool. is grooving. It is really, really great. Um, wh- where does that um, that groovy kind of influence come from? Uh, look, I'm going to blame my mum on this one. Her musical influence, not my, my family aren't particularly musical people. In fact, they're probably the opposite of musical. No one has a rhythm. No one has any kind of love, love them, but they're not crash hot with musical stuff. But they've got a pretty good idea of picking stuff. So the Bee Gees, Donny Hathaway were huge at my house when mm-hmm. I was little. So I have a feeling that your I can't harmonies avoid it. I just couldn't and avoid it if I wanted, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did read that your two favourite instruments were percussion yes. and synth. Is that right? Yes. Well, it's a bit obvious in the CP too, I'd say. Because you definitely hear that. Why Why those two instruments? I know, they're a bit funny when you... I guess the percussion... Mainly the percussion stuff is because it brings organic vibes to my music. Mm. It's a big comparison to the synth stuff. So Which the, is quite electronic. And, yeah, and yeah. I wouldn't consider myself to be a particular synth head or... I love the sounds that they can come up with, but it's not necessarily something that I feel is my pocket but the two combined is sort of something nice with my voice as well so they sort of seem to we just all seem to fit me the synths and the percussion (laughs) tell us a little bit about the process of your EP coming together the the um the musical and the extra musical the ups and downs and all that sort of stuff yeah well I sort of came back and I started writing some songs and started doing a few little acoustic gigs here and there and after after doing that, I, I played in a few bands, and which is all all really good research, really, before I started writing my own songs mm-hmm. for this EP, where I sort of sat down and said, this is going to be a solo EP. I'm going to actually write songs for a purpose. I'm going to put them together. So I wrote them all in my parents' attic, which is awesome because it's like this little bubble and I can't hear anyone else up there and they... They probably can hear me, but I can't hear them, so I don't care. Um, and then once the, the tracks were down and we'd sorted out which were the ones that were going to be recorded, we spent the last summer in Melbourne here recording in a house. So Recording in a house? Yeah, it's sort of the same with the end. I didn't do any studio – well, avoided studio time as much as possible because mm. it's, it's really constricting when you can mess around at home and record and delete and – Three in the morning, doesn't time. matter, I can record and I'm not annoying anyone. It's a really nice way to do it, I thought. For me, for a first EP anyway, yeah. less pressure was a lot more fun and the summer vibes too. So yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. A good for me. So yeah. you're a vocalist essentially. Um, do you play other instruments? or Technically, te- technically, technically I can. Yeah, I do. I do write my own songs. I do write my own chords and I mm-hmm. can play some guitar and I can play some piano, but I would never advertise my skills. <laughs> because on your EP you've, um, you've recruited some fantastic talent to help. I really uh, had to with my <laughs> lack of piano skills. I think it's important. I always just want to. Con- I want to concentrate on singing because that is what I've trained to do. And I think that when I get other instruments in my hand, I c- I can't concentrate on what 
I really, really want to do. So, which is so funny because Yen was saying before that sort of like the the melody and the vocals are kind of the thing <laughs> that that come last, and obviously it's sort of the first thing for you. Yeah. So different different process, which is really interesting. Absolutely for me, that's um, the truth. You have Liam here with you. Liam, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I turn, turn your microphone on. Hello. Hello. Um, Liam has got a guitar in hand. And um, are you guys ready to... Absolutely. ...to take it away? I'm going to grab my egg shaker. Ah, egg shaker. Now, there was some... Um, Maxie was joking before with some puns, which I really love. I'm a bit of a pun queen myself too, because a lot of the um, the, the titles of your tracks <laughs> sort of lend themselves to a pun. Well, this one is called "From the Start," and Liam was joking before um, in in rehearsals. You've been um, you're saying, so "Should we take it from the start, or should we go from, from the, the, the middle?" Or the, are you guys going to do this one from the start? We're going to do this one from, from the start. This is from the start. 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 From the start by Maxie. Take it away.
better know that you're gonna make me Don't know if I wanted to Better know that you're gonna break me Don't know if I wanted to Better know that you're gonna make me Don't know if I wanted to Fantastic. That is Maxi. And uh, we've got Liam on the guitar with uh, the accompaniment from the start, that one, of Maxi's latest EP. 0427 Joy 949 if you want to text in some love. Stay tuned. Joy 94.9. You're on the Kiss My Art Show with Amy on Joy 94.9. Thanks again so much to Maxi for a fabulous performance of her track from the start. Uh, more from Maxi later, but in the hot seat again, we have Yen from Mechanical Pterodactyl. Yen, um, I read in an article in the Sydney Morning Herald that your aim is to create something different that exposes listeners to a more unique style of music. You mentioned it's about trying to take influences from things that aren't necessarily mainstream like contemporary or jazz and taking the things that are less palatable to the average radio listener and making them more palatable by putting choruses and beats behind them. Is that true? Uh, I suppose I suppose I said that, yeah. <laughs> You're like, did um, I? I can't remember. <laughs> what yeah, does no, all that mean? Um, well, I, I think sort of what I was saying before about sometimes listening to, to contemporary jazz or, or things like that that aren't often incorporated into the pop world like uh there's there's an opening riff on one of the tracks on the album that is a a blend of a tenor sax and three bowed double basses which i i stole that idea from tony williams the jazz drummer who he opens his album one of his albums with that sound and that sound just blew me away and that was recorded in the 60s and i hadn't heard anyone else do it so i thought well i'll just take it and put it on a pop song and mm-hmm. you know and and just stuff like that just taking taking things from yeah, I mean, I think for me, jazz is a big one because That's I studied it, and yeah, and it's it's yeah, yeah, it's a world that I've spent a lot of time in that a lot of people in in pop don't seem to mm-hmm. be as aware of. So and it's a good one to to mine. Yeah, you can definitely hear your your mastery in in the album. If you get well, a chance, thanks. listeners, like check it out because it's absolutely incredible. It's such a a well crafted album, and. Um, there is so much going on and so many influences, but it's all, you know, connected so tightly and it's produced so beautifully. It's it's just amazing. Where does Folktronica come from? Um, well, actually, when when I first started saying that, I didn't I didn't know other people were saying it, but apparently it's a thing. And it's actually a genre. Yeah, there's right? like yeah. there's a big thing of of Folktronica. In fact, the girl that won the um, 
the the Qantas Spirit of Youth Awards. Um, Caitlin Park, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's calling herself Folktronica, and, and she's quite different to us, but she's great from what I heard of her stuff. Yeah, but I've heard her music before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, there's, it's, it's, it's becoming a thing, and so I didn't realise it was a thing. But what's the, what are the defining characteristics of Folktronica? Um, I suppose it, it's like spaciousness and synths mm-hmm. tend to probably be like the two main things I would... I would consider what, in there. What are the most important things musically to you? I mean, Maxie was saying before that it's definitely the vocals, the melodic line and lyrics. Um, mm. Less so for you. What's your oh, thing? Well, well, the melody is still a big thing. I was saying, yeah, lyrics, yeah, lyrics I mean, for me you, are a lesser thing. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you've got melody, you've got rhythm, you've got harmony, and it's yeah. just those things in that order, I'd say. You know? mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I guess the things that really pique my interest are... When I hear a sound that I'm not familiar with, like um, I love seeing a guitarist play a guitar through all sorts of crazy pedals and it doesn't sound like a guitar anymore, that mm. kind of thing, that that really kind of excites me. Is that because um, the, the, the album title Watercolours obviously suggests something quite textured and lots of layers and, you know, that kind of stuff. Is that um, is that something to that directly relates to the style of music or where does that come from um to be honest i don't think i'd thought about it that much <laughs> i like your explanation and let's go with that well let's go with yours where did where did what um where did watercolors come from um uh, literally i just i just really like watercolor paints like i i've always really liked good watercolor artists and when i see paintings using that medium i think it's it's just a really beautiful medium and there's something about the fragility of it that that you know you, you're getting paper wet and if you do it too much it destroys the paper and a lot of great watercolor it's 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 about what you leave blank that that you're doing contrast by leaving white space on the page and just putting in these little bits and and so i've always really liked that um and so yeah and i just thought it'd be cool to have a watercolor cover for the for the album yeah it's really beautiful so i decided Mm. to call it watercolor (laughs) Um, okay, so um, Asleep at the Wheel, another track off your album. Mm. Um, does this one need an explanation or should we launch straight um, into it? No, I'll just say this is, this is kind of a slightly more country-inspired one, probably equal parts. This is the last one on yeah, the album. Yeah, it's the closer for the album. Yeah. It was kind of probably equal parts Bill Frizzell and Rufus Wainwright mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and certainly the most nostalgic style song on the album, so... But yeah, uh, we'll do it. Take it away. I told you once, I told you twice, everyone's got their eye on the prize. Throw down your glove. And say goodnight, get in the rain, learn how to fade all oh, asleep at the wind. You know how it feels. Wake
They told you twice Every fish needs to pay for pains If I was a bee I'd build a hive and honey I'd be sacred Sleep at the Wheel, performed by Yen and Jenny from Mechanical Pterodactyl. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. More from Mechanical Pterodactyl later, but we're going to do another switcheroo and uh, talk with Maxi. But first up, we've got this. Well, hello there. This is Butterfly Boucher on Kiss My Arts with Amy, the lovely Amy, on Joy 94.9. You're on the Kiss My Arts show on Joy 94.9 in the hot seat. Back we have Maxie. How you doing? Hot. Yeah, hot, is it, it, hot yeah, it's seat. not that hot. I was like, is it hot in here? It's actually kind of cold. <laughs> hey, um, I just got a text in for Liam. Actually, uh, hold on. It says, shout out to Pretty Boy from Jack. And then he went, actually, yeah, that's for Liam. There you go. <laughs> shout out to Liam. Thanks, Liam. Well done. <laughs> well, they're not calling me Pretty Boy. <laughs> that's why he wrote back and said, oh, that was for Liam, not for Maxie. Um, Maxie, you've, um, in a little while, your um, one of the tracks from your EP was accompanied by a brilliant music video featuring Melbourne skyline and dancing bikers, and yeah. it gained over five thousand views in under a month. What's all that about? I don't know. It's insane. Was that your mum? Your mum was clicking. Your mum was clicking. I've only got two friends, and it wasn't my mum. <laughs> it couldn't possibly have been. Oh, no, I actually was really, really lucky to to put together the video clip and for it to turn out as fabulously as it did even if I do say so myself not because of me but mainly to do with my biker gang Ah. My new bikey friends. So are they like motorbikes? Oh, or they're, are they... ha- they're on like $20,000 oh, Harley wow. da- pimped out Harley Davidson's. Absolutely amazing. Double denim. Oh. Where can we view this? Is this you on just YouTube? YouTube it. Yeah, if you just YouTube it in a little while, it should definitely pop up. And there's, there's... Will it pop up in a little while? Told you that was going to be puns, Maxie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, uh, it should definitely pop up and um, you can watch some bikers shaking their hips it's really funny and and then it would have 5001 views which is yes. better than 5000 right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um so maxi um what's coming up for you 
Lots, lots, lots is coming up. Wow, it's yeah. exciting. Well, um, you've got your launch. Yes, on the 18th of October, which is not this Thursday, but it's the Thursday after. Mm-hmm. And that's week. at the Workers, Workers Club. Club. Yeah. Okay. And I've got a couple of fabulous support acts that are playing as well. It's going to be a really fun night. After, I don't know, recording this and writing this and all of this work for a year, 18th of October is, is the night that it all comes together. Wow. It's pretty exciting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is exciting. And um, so you, you did, rec- as we mentioned before, you recruited some musicians to put together the EP. Are they going to be performing on the night or is it some just you? Oh, some of the people that played on the EP will play in my live show. Not all of them can play in the live mm-hmm. show. And mm-hmm. actually there's so many instruments, we couldn't fit all the instruments on the stage of the Workers' Club if I wanted to perfectly replicate what we'd done <laughs> in the recording. So a couple of the people that played on the EP will play in the in the live show but then I've found some other fabulous people that didn't do the original recording that are going to do the live show which is super oh, cool. exciting. Yeah. So Maxie, um, if people are keen to check out more of your music um, and videos and keep on top of all your gigs and all that stuff, Facebook? Facebook is probably the best one. Best it's one? Facebook.com and it's just forward slash Maxie's S with music. So Maxis is in M A X I S yes. music M U S I C Maxis music yes, Maxis music, Maxis that's music. That's the one. <laughs> sounds like the music store down the road yeah. you know Maxis music no, I'm not a Maxis I've got to say no not a Maxis Maxis music because you are impossible to Google yeah, I'm impossible to Google for the moment for the, well that's right because you know after um, everyone's listened to you on, on Kiss My Art show you'll be right up number there one number one result. on Google <laughs> um, Maxi, you guys are going to perform another live song for us. This one's uh, in a little while, but we're actually going to do it now. Yes, yeah, not in a little while. <laughs> it's called right In a Little While. <laughs> so this is the one that had your music video. Yeah, this is the one with the fabulous bikers. Fantastic. I don't have the bikers, but I've... I've got Liam and I think that's all we need And we've got Yen and we've got Jenny. I'm sure they can pretend to be bikers. (laughs) If you guys like. (laughs) Um, All right. Take it away. I'll see you in a little while now. I see you in a little while now. Hard time for the city folk. 
Thank you so much. That was In a Little While by Maxie. Thank you so much. Whilst you were performing, you got a text message in. Hey, my dad was one of the bikers in Maxie's film clip. (laughs) (laughs) Maxie, Zuma says, hey, love, we're all listening. Love, Tash. Seriously, I tell you, I've got some friends and they're not my mum and (laughs) I... That is fantastic. Maxie, just uh, just to recap... um, Thursday, October 18th. October 18th at the Workers' Club. Head to facebook.com Maxi's Music for more info on all that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Amy. We'll just uh, get Yen to jump back up. Um, We're going to... Oh, gosh, this hour goes so quick. Um, Yen and Mechanical Pterodactyl also have their album launch, their incredible uh, album that uh, we've been speaking about tonight. Yen, tell us about your launch. Uh, It's this Friday night at The Empress. Um, And we'll be joined by the lovely Julia and the Deep Sea Sirens who are coming down from Canberra. And also Matt Kelly, who people might know from Matt Kelly and the Keepers, currently playing with Ghost Orchid. Um, We'll be opening up the night. The Empress. Yep, Empress this Friday. Fantastic. You guys rock. And um, mechanicalpterodactyl.com for That's right. Yep, you can order the album online. Um, I'll send it to you and I'll write you a personal little thank you note. Oh, wow. Just for Kiss My Arts listeners. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just uh, put Kiss My Arts in the comments and... You know. Yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> Yen, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure to listen to your music. I reviewed your album um, yes, a couple yes, months ago, which, that, um, yeah. which I, you know, it was an absolute pleasure to listen to it. In really, really incredible stuff. Um, so, so thank you so much. Thank you. And we're actually going to finish the show tonight on um, one of your tracks from your album. This okay. one is "Was It Wrong." Can you tell us a little bit about this one? Um. I'll tell you, the the drums at the start, I, I set up a floor tom in my room and put a mic out in the corridor in my house, and that's what that big kind of crunchy sound is. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure to have you both on the show, and thanks also to Jenny for, for backing vocals and to, to what did they Pretty say? Boy. Pretty Boy Liam for providing <laughs> us with some awesome, uh, awesome chops on the guitar. Thank you to you all, and uh, thank you to our listeners. It's, it's been wonderful. See you next week at 9 o'clock. You're on Joy. Kiss my ass. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.